Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM Podcast Radio. Vinyl Vibrations is musical exploration to sounds and grooves from artists that produce their works on vinyl records. Many music recording formats have come and gone. The vinyl LP has stood the test of time. Vinyl is durable and delivers stunning sound. From these podcasts, the actual vinyl LPs played in the show go back to the 1950s, more than 70 years after their production date. Vinyl Records captures a rich period in pop, rock, jazz, and classical music history. In each show, I explore a topic in the artist's music that makes their work unique and timeless. I'm your host, Brian Frederick, here on Vinyl Vibrations. Today's Vinyl Vibrations podcast features the artistry of Wendy Carlos, an American composer, arranger, and electronic musician. Wendy Carlos was born Walter Carlos in Rhode Island in November 1939. She's the first transgender recipient of a Grammy Award. Her album Switched On Bach won three Grammys in 1970. Later, in 2005, she was the recipient of the Seamus Lifetime Achievement Award for her contribution to the art and craft of electroacoustic music. Wendy Carlos is best known for her electronic music such as Switched On Bach and film scores such as A Clockwork Orange, The Shining, and Tron. Her studies of music composition at Columbia University in New York City in the 1960s led to her working with electronic musicians and technicians, where she helped in the development of the Moog synthesizer. This was the first commercially available keyboard instrument from Robert Moog. During her time at Columbia, Carlos ordered components of a custom-designed synthesizer from Robert Moog, and she collaborated with Moog on the design of that early instrument, which became known as the Moog synthesizer. Some of the modules included a touch-sensitive keyboard, a portamento control which slides notes in the scale between one note and the next, a filter bank, and a 49-oscillator polyphonic generator bank that could create chords and arpeggios. Arpeggios are the individual notes of those chords played in cycles. Today, we take the synthesizer for granted. The keyboard synthesizer has become widely available, and most keyboard musicians today, including me, use a synth keyboard such as a Behringer, Korg, Nord, Roland, Yamaha, and yes, even the brand Carlos herself helped design with Robert Moog, the Moog synthesizer. After getting her master's in music composition from Columbia University in 1965, Carlos worked for three years at Gotham Recording Studios in New York City to support herself. She also used her Moog synthesizer to record jingles for TV commercials. The recording engineering job would prove to be extremely valuable just three years later as she self-recorded the entire Switched On Bach album, which is featured in today's podcast. In 1968, Carlos, then Walter Carlos, released her first LP, Switched on Bach, containing several pieces written by Johann Sebastian Bach, which she arranged and recorded from her Moog synthesizer. Switched on Bach was released on Columbia Masterworks as part of a two-record recording contract. Carlos negotiated a good royalty arrangement because the label really didn't expect the album would sell many copies. Classical music rarely, if ever, achieves gold, let alone platinum unit sales. What makes this first album fascinating is knowing that the Moog synthesizer was in a very early state, barely a usable product. You could not sit down and bang out a song like you could on a piano or organ. The first Moog synthesizer would play only one note at a time, no chords, no two-handed playing, no buttons with presets for sounds and effects. Instead a lot of patch cables and knobs to adjust. Every individual part had to be recorded note for note and then layered over the previously recorded parts. This was all done on an eight track recorder, state of the art at that time. Recorded parts were time aligned with the use of a click track. Carlos did not document her settings for knobs and patch cable connections. These were complex, but she was able to recall each part's sound from her own memory a living library of hundreds of settings for all of the knobs and cables. 
To add to the laborious nature of early electronic music, the Moog, being an analog device, would frequently drift out of tune. This made the recording and layering process very repetitive, tedious, and laborious. The story goes that Carlos would use a hammer to bang on the Moog casing to get it back in tune and then re-record the part. According to Wendy Carlos, the switched-on box song recordings required eight-hour days, five days a week, for five months to complete. In other words, Carlos invested some 900 to 1,000 man-hours of her own recording time to lay down what was published. That is, one-half man-year, resulting in 12 songs for a total playtime of 40 minutes on the switched-on Bach LP. And this was moonlighting for Wendy Carlos. She was also working full-time at the Gotham Recording Studios. That is extreme passion for arranging and creating electronic music. Today we will hear selections from three early LP productions of Wendy Carlos. These three albums are Switched On Bach, Walter Carlos' Clockwork Orange, and Stanley Kubrick's Clockwork Orange. Each of these albums are in my collection, and each album refers to and gives credit to Walter Carlos, her name at that time. There is also a corporate ID and a self-credit to Walter Carlos stating on the album liner notes, this album was devised and produced by Trans Electronic Music Recording Productions, Inc. We can see that Wendy Carlos has been very protective of her copyrights and ownership of this music. So let's go to the first album, Switched On Bach. Our first cut is from the Switched On Bach album and is titled Air on a G-String. This title comes from Johann Sebastian Bach's Orchestral Suite No. 3 in D major, written almost 300 years ago. So why is the song called Air on a G-String? Bach composed the orchestral suite in 1730. 150 years after that, in 1871, August Wilhelm arranged the second movement for solo violin and transposed it down from D so that the entire piece could be played on one string on the violin, the G string, which is the lowest string on the violin. Here's an example of what this sounds like on the violin's G string. This example with piano accompaniment Pardon the scratchy sound, it's an old recording from a 78 RPM disc in 1920. So from Bach's orchestral piece to Wilhelm's transcription for solo violin to Wendy Carlos with her Moog synthesizer when she recorded note by note. Now here is Wendy Carlos' arrangement of Air on a G-String from her debut album Switched on Bach, 1968.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations with your host, Brian Frederick, here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Air on a G-String, a short 227 of playing time, a beautiful arrangement. In this case, the Moog is programmed to use a reed tone, which sounds like an oboe and goes down into the lower registers very nicely. All produced on the early Moog synthesizer, a sea of cables and knobs and recorded on 8-track by the genius of Wendy Carlos. There are versions today also with the reed tone using the saxophone for the melody and piano for the accompaniment. All these are beautiful and bring tears each time I hear them. Credits go to Wendy Carlos on Moog Synthesizer with assistance of Benjamin Folkland and mastered and released by Columbia Masterworks in 1968. This next piece is a two-part invention composed by Bach in 1723. What is a two-part invention, you say? It is two voices played by left and right hand on piano, organ, or any keyboard. The first voice plays the main theme, that's the right hand. The other voice, the left hand, plays in counterpart and accompanies the first voice. Then the voices switch roles, the left hand plays the theme and the right hand plays the counterpoint. Inventions were composed in 1720 to 1723 for use in instruction of Bach's oldest son who was 12 years old. Moreover, Bach stated that he wrote his inventions to be models of composition. In other words, to enable the student to form ways of developing musical ideas and acquire a strong taste of composition. Bach wrote the inventions, one for A, B-flat, B, C, D, E-flat, E, F, and G, and one for each minor and major key. That's 15 inventions in all. Today, these inventions are introduced to music students in school grades four to seven. The two-part invention number two is difficult to play and recommended for early learning because the mind is most malleable and flexible. The reason for the difficulty is you must develop complete independence of the hands. Sort of like rubbing your stomach and patting your head for the very first time. It's hard to do different things with each hand. Learning the two-part invention requires rote learning, practicing over and over and over until the two hands work completely independently of one another. In all, Wendy Carlos features three two-part inventions on her Switched On Bach album. This two-part invention is in F major and is a sizzling 40 seconds in length. It took longer to explain than the piece itself. And now, without further ado, here is Bach's two-part invention in F major, arranged and recorded by Wendy Carlos on Moog Synthesizer in 1968. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was two-part invention in F major. Johann Sebastian Bach, 1723. Performed by Walter Carlos, 1968. On the album Switched on Bach. Released by Columbia CBS. Our next song is Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. This was also composed by Bach that same year, 1723. It was written for the Christian feast of the Visitation, the visit of Mary, who was pregnant with Jesus, to her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, in the Gospel of Luke, celebrated at the end of May in Western Christianity. The song was written as a chorale, a Lutheran hymn. 
It is a beautiful composition. If in church I hear the choir perform this work along with the organ accompaniment, it brings tears. And now, Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. Isn't that beautiful? Wendy Carlos in 1968 records this painstakingly for her first studio album, Switched on Buck. I heard four parts as if on organ. Pedal bass, left hand, right hand with the left hand adding a, a choral sound. The song is only 256 in length, just right for a church choir song. Credits, J.S. Bach, 1723, the composer, Wendy Carlos, the arranger, performer on her early prototype Moog, and recorded in 1968. The album, Switched on Bach, released by Columbia CBS, 1968, with assistance from Benjamin Folkman. Here is another chorale recording titled Chorale Prelude, Vacket Off, also known as Sleepers Wake. The hymn was a transcription of a Lutheran hymn written in 1599 by Philippe Nicolai. Bach took this hymn and created a seventh movement cantata in 1731. The first movement, or the prelude, which we will next hear, cantata is an Italian word for sung or to sing. It's a vocal composition. In this case, it's a church cantata Bach composed the cantata in Leipzig, like many other cantatas for the liturgical year. This one is linked to Trinity Sunday. Today, this piece is a very popular piece in general, what I refer to as popular classical music. 
It's a choral prelude. In other words, it's a short liturgy setup or introductory song for the organ. And it uses Nikolai's Lutheran hymn as its basis. It was a dominant style of the German Baroque era and peaked through the works of one man, J.S. Bach, who wrote 46 of these in all. This cantata is truly a work from the Middle Ages. And now, the first movement or prelude from Wacket Off, Ruft und Dischimme. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was the choral prelude, Vacket Off, also known as Sleepers, Wake. Song credits go to the hymn, which was composed by Philippe Nicolai in 1599, transcribed by J.S. Bach in 1731, and performed only once by Bach in Leipzig that year. Arranged and recorded in 1968 by Wendy Carlos on her prototype Moog synthesizer from the album Switched on Bach, recorded by Columbia CBS, 1968. 
We now explore two movements in the Brandenburg Concerto No. 3 in G major, the second and third movements by Bach. The Brandenburg Concertos are a collection of six instrumental works presented by Bach to Christian Ludwig, a medieval military commander, or a margrave, of Brandenburg Schwedt, also a military officer of the Prussian army. Today, Schwedt is a town in northeastern Germany, about 100 kilometers northeast of Berlin, near the border of Poland. Bach dedicated these Brandenburg concertos in 1721 to Margrave Christian Ludwig, but he probably composed them earlier, as early as 1708. Today, the Brandenburg concertos, otherwise known as six concerts for several instruments, are well known. The name several instruments is an understatement because in that Baroque period, Bach used a large assortment of instruments. For example, this concerto number three uses three violins, three violas, three cellos, and a harpsichord. Ten instruments is a lot of instruments for a Baroque orchestra. In this concerto number three, we listen to the second movement, which is adagio, which is Italian for slowly. The version by Wendy Carlos is interesting. It starts out with an electrified intro of lightning strikes, then follows the slow adagio portion, followed by more electrical lightning strikes and more adagio. Here is Wendy Carlos' interpretation on Moog synthesizer of Brandenburg Concerto No. 3 in G major, the second movement, about three minutes in length. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Brandenburg Concerto No. 3 in G Major, Second Movement. 
by Bach, 1723. Interestingly, even though this was an elaborate presentation to the Margrave of Brandenburg, Bach did not get the job. Perhaps it is because Margrave Christian Ludwig could not come up with the musicians to do all six concertos. Sadly, the musical score was left unused in the Margrave's library until his death in 1734, and it was then sold for 24 groken of silver, worth about 50 to 100 US dollars today. The manuscript sat unused in the archives of Brandenburg for over 100 years, then was rediscovered in 1849 and published a year later, 1850. Amazing, because today, the Brandenburg concertos have achieved a very prominent place in popular classical music. Credits go to Johann Sebastian Bach, the composer around 1708 to 1721, first published in 1850, and then the manuscripts again were almost lost during World War II. Wendy Carlos, 1968, is the arranger, performer, recording engineer on a prototype Moog synthesizer. The album switched on Bach, mastered and released on CBS 1968. Now for the third movement in this Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3. This movement is allegro, an Italian or Latin word for brisk or sprightly or cheerful. The Concerto's Movement Number no. 3 is perhaps the fastest tempo and today a very popular movement. And now, Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3 in G Major, third movement performed by Wendy Carlos.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Brandenburg Concerto Number no. 3 in G Major, the third movement. Allegro, performed by Wendy Carlos. Credits go to Johann Sebastian Bach, 1723, the composer. Wendy Carlos, the arranger, performer, and recording engineer using a Prototech Moog synthesizer. And the album Switched on Bach, mastered and released by Columbia CBS in 1968. The track is five minutes and five seconds. The Switched on Bach album became an unexpected hit. A picture or mention of Carlos is not shown anywhere on the album, and the name Walter Carlos is given in the liner notes. Carlos came out as Wendy Carlos in 1979, 11 years after the first album was released, and subsequent releases bore her name. The album peaked at number 10 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and number 1 on the Classical Albums chart from 1969 to 1972. The album was certified gold in 1969 and platinum in 1986. That's a million copies sold. As of 1986, Switched on Bach was only the second classical music album to sell over a million copies. Now we switch gears and go to the soundtrack for Stanley Kubrick's 1971 film, A Clockwork Orange. About half of the soundtrack for this two-hour and six-minute film was created by Wendy Carlos. First, we'll listen to the predecessor prototype album that contains eight selections that Wendy Carlos proposed to Stanley Kubrick for A Clockwork Orange. The album is titled Trans-Electronic Music Productions, Inc. presents Walter Carlos' Clockwork Orange, and it was released by Columbia Records in 1972. Of the eight tracks on this prototype album, seven tracks made it into the film's soundtrack. There are seven other tracks in the final soundtrack from other labels, composers, and performance artists. The first song we will hear is Title Music from A Clockwork Orange. This piece was composed by Purcell, an English opera composer in 1695. The song is based on Purcell's Music for the Funeral of Queen Mary, written for a quartet of flat trumpets. It is very dark and somber and performed in C minor. These flat trumpets are very long, almost three feet, and have a telescopic piece which enables them to slide and therefore be played in a minor key. It was first performed by Purcell at the funeral of Mary II of England in March 1695 after her passing in December of 1694. Wendy Carlos arranges the pieces, performs it, and records it. Carlos' arrangement is all done, of course, on the early Moog synthesizer, and it is a short 221. Now, without further ado, here is Wendy Carlos' arrangement of title music from A Clockwork Orange, Music for the Funeral of Queen Mary. Thank you. 
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was title music from A Clockwork Orange, music for the funeral of Queen Mary. The composer is Purcell, 1695. Wendy Carlos is the arranger and performer on Moog Synthesizer and also the recording engineer. Rachel Elkind is the album's producer, mastered and released by Columbia CBS 1972. I note that there are no significant changes in the version that is mastered into the final soundtrack, later released by Warner Brothers. Now we explore another prototype song, Theme from A Clockwork Orange, which is a song composed by Wendy Carlos herself, entitled Beethoviana. Another song in a minor key. It is short and sweet at 144. And now, Theme from A Clockwork Orange, Wendy Carlos' composition, Beethoviana. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Theme from A Clockwork Orange, Beethoviana. Credits go to the composers, Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkind. Wendy Carlos is the arranger and performer on Moog Synthesizer and the recording engineer. Rachel Elkind is the album's producer. The album was mastered and released by Columbia CBS in 1972. I note that there are no significant changes in the version that is mastered into the final soundtrack, later released by Warner Brothers. Now we go to the soundtrack album itself, Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange. We listen to Time Steps, another original composition by Wendy Carlos. This sound has some predictive indication of themes we later hear on other soundtracks such as The Shining and Tron which are also works of Wendy Carlos. In the Clockwork Orange soundtrack album, Carlos' Time Steps version was excerpted, cut back from her original 1350 prototype version to just 413. Probably this had to happen because of the limited space to fit all 15 tracks on a single LP disc. On the bright side, fully eight tracks of the movie soundtrack 15 
are performed by Carlos, and that is a strong contribution. And now let's hear Time Steps, the excerpted version, composed by Wendy Carlos. Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was Time Steps, the excerpted version composed by Wendy Carlos. Credits go to the composer Wendy Carlos. The record producer for the soundtrack is Rachel Elkind. Mastered and released by Warner Brothers Records in 1972.
Our last piece in today's podcast is Wendy Carlos' arrangement of Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement, composed between 1822 and 1824. On this recording, we hear Wendy Carlos' development of a synthesizer device known as a spectrum follower. This device converts sounds, such as vocals, into electronic signals that mirror the rhythms and overtones of the original input and produces a synthetic electronic vocal part. For 1970, this is a real innovation. Here's an example of what the Spectrum Follower does in the Ninth Symphony. In this example, we are synthesizing a single vocal part. That is the vocalist being recorded into the microphone, then translated or synthesized into the sound we hear. Here's another example. This time, the spectrum follower processes multiple voices. Here's a second example, also from the Ninth Symphony of the choral portion of that song. This is multiple vocals sung in harmony, run through the spectrum follower. from A Clockwork Orange, based on Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement, performed by Wendy Carlos.
Don't touch that dial. It's Vinyl Vibrations. With your host, Brian Frederick. Here on WBFM Podcast Radio. That was March from A Clockwork Orange, based on Beethoven's Ninth. The composer is Ludwig von Beethoven, 1824. The arranger is Wendy Carlos and Tempe Music BMI. The performance is Moog Synthesizer by Wendy Carlos, who appears courtesy of Columbia Records CBS. Articulations and record producer is Rachel Elkind. Mastered and released by Warner Brothers 1972, and there's no significant difference in the soundtrack version as compared to the prototype version. Clockwork Orange became Best Picture of the Year and Stanley Kubrick became Best Director of the Year. Wendy Carlos has released 13 studio albums, created five film soundtracks, including A Clockwork Orange, The Shining, Tron, Rediscovering Lost Scores in two volumes. Sadly, as of 2020, much of Carlos' discography is out of print and has not been released for digital streaming or other platforms. But we have the vinyl LPs which have stood the test of time. Fortunately, there is a treasure trove of information on Wendy's personal website, www.wendycarlos.com. There are many, many pages painstakingly updated through about 2009. This is Wendy Carlos' personal database of information. Carlos is also an accomplished solar eclipse photographer, and her work has been published by NASA. She has developed techniques for extending the dynamic range in eclipse photography. Carlos remains very private, but I believe she continues to live in her music studio in New York City. At the time of this podcast recording, she is 83 and one-half years old. Perhaps... We can visit two other soundtracks, The Shining and Tron, in a part two podcast of Wendy Carlos' soundtrack skills. That's it for today's show. Wendy Carlos, electronic composer and arranger on vinyl, Vibrations. Please subscribe to hear new episodes of this free podcast. That's today's show, Wendy Carlos, electronic composer and arranger on Vinyl Vibrations. I'm your host, Brian Frederick. Stay subscribed. Vinyl Vibrations.